page 337. Anybody got a testimony right quickly? It is, it's absolutely, how many, just, just right real quickly, how many of you came to church on a school bus, on a, on a bus to church, and you actually rode a bus? Would y'all stand in this building? Amen. Amen. Is that not a blessing? Amen. Matter of fact, you can be seated. I thank you. See, um, Darlene rode a, uh, a church bus to church up here at First Baptist Church of Rodez. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what's the truth. If you looked around, those bus kids turn out pretty good. Amen. Turn out pretty good. First Samuel chapter 17. If you find your place, let's stand together and we'll read just a few verses. Verse number 2 in the Bible says that Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel on the, uh, stood on the mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. He had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed two, 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. Now if you'll drop down to verse number 40, and we'll not read all of this, but let's read verse 40. Verse 32 through 37 Little old David has stepped up and said, Don't let any man's heart fail for fear. And he said, uh, We're able to fight this giant. He said, We'll take care of it. Notice what he said. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's back, which he had, even in a script. And his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistines. With the help of God, I want to ask the question and hopefully answer it. Why did he choose five stones? Why did he choose five stones? It is a joy to have each one of you here tonight. Thank you so much for being in the Lord's house. Let's go to the throne of grace. Brother Todd Sumrall, how about you praying?
Amen. You'll be seated. We have all heard in our lifetime the story of David and Goliath, and my, what a story it is. As a matter of fact, uh, we realize that when David comes on the scene and thousands of messages preached, and he said, is there not a cause? And man, there is a cause today. And then he comes before Saul, and Saul said to David, Thou not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. And I love this, and it's not the message, but I'm glad David had a story. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after them and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth when he arose against me. I caught him by his mirror and smote him and slew him. David said, I tell you, this, this giant's not scaring me. Man, let me tell you my lion's story. Let me tell you my bear's story. And he had a, he had a story to tell. But as I was reading this, and actually the message was birthed, I, I was listening to a preacher. And uh, he... Uh, he made this statement. He said, praise God. said, David went and got them five stones, one for Goliath, and four more for all of his brothers. Now you know that makes good preaching. He really does, but there's not a thing in the Bible that ever says that's true. And I got to thinking about that, so I started reading this, and I started wondering, why did he pick five stones? And I've heard that before. That you know, and, and, and he is true. First, Second Samuel twenty-one, twenty-two tells us these four were born to the giants in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Uh, no doubt, Goliath did have four brothers. But may I remind you, the next time a giant shows up, David is forty years older. As a matter of fact, the only giant David fights is Goliath. And his servants and others are fighting for him. And uh, so I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure that theory is going to hold much water. As a matter of fact, uh, the Bible says in 1726, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine, and take away the reproach from Israel? Now notice the question he asked, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He didn't know who Goliath was. It's doubtful he knew he had five brother, uh, four brothers. He had no idea who he was. He said, who is he? That he should defy the armies of the living God. So uh, even though that makes some good preaching, uh, David had no idea who he was, and so he certainly didn't know his brothers. Well, Second thing I've heard down through the years is that David took five stones because five is the number of grace and by grace we defeat the enemy. Now I could say amen to that. Praise God. We, the grace of God, God's great unmerited favor. And so yes, I, I, I love the grace of God. But just one stone's all he used to kill Goliath. He didn't use all five of them. So I'm not sure that theory holds up either. So why, why did he choose five stones? Well, let me just say this. One of, the, one of the problems many times when we try to figure something out in the Word of God, if we're not careful, we, we'll, we'll try to make it much more 
profound and miss the simplicity of what's right in front of us. And uh, can I ask you a question? If you're going to find a giant and he's a bare minimum nine feet six inches tall and weighs somewhere around 450 pounds, how many rocks are you going to take with you? Amen. How many rocks are you going to take with you? I mean, Goliath was massive in size. So let me give you five reasons I believe he chose five stones here tonight. First of all, the size of the enemy. He was one big dude, I'm telling you. Now, there is no record whatsoever that before David showed up that day, that David and God had gotten together and come up a plan of how to fight Goliath. There, there is no, no reference there whatsoever. The only reference there is that, that, that David had, he had his line story and he had his bear story. Now, mind you, if you can whoop a lion and whoop a bear, a giant's probably not going to be a problem. But I want you to know there is no, there's no indication that David and God got together and said, listen, let's have a meeting and discuss a war plan before we get over there and to fight the giant and go down into the valley. So the reality was, he had no idea what he was going to do. All he knew was, he was going to use what he had always used before. So he goes down to the brook and he gets him five stones and he puts them in his shepherd's bag in a script if you will and takes his sling I was looking today and what's interesting those those fellows that could sling at uh, sling a stone as a matter of fact the Bible talks about over 700 that were left handed stone slingers that when the stone would come out of that sling, he'd come out at around 60 miles an hour and could hit a hair's breath. In other words, it was so accurate in their ability to sling that stone. It was amazing how these, these fellas could do it. But there's no, no idea. So one of the reasons why I believe he took five stones was he had no idea the first one's going to hit and the size of the enemy. I mean, he thought, man, he's one big dude. One rock ain't going to get this and done, but I believe five will. If I hit him five times, it's going to take him out, but one's not going to get it done. Oh, don't miss this. Don't miss this. I believe sometimes that we fail to recognize that you and I as born-again believers, we have an enemy. And sometimes he looks like a giant. Sometimes he looks big. Don't miss this. Every, every born-again believer and, and every godly family, there's an enemy. And it's not the one sitting next to you. It's the devil, amen? Oh, I want you to know, 52 times he's called Satan. 35 times he's called the devil. Ephesians 2, 2 says he's a prince in the power of the air. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says God of this age. Hebrews 2, 14 says he's the... Uh, the king of death. John 12, 31 says he's the prince of this world. Ephesians 6, 12 says he's the ruler of darkness. Isaiah 27, 2 calls him Leviathan, the monster. Isaiah 14, 12, he's called Lucifer. 
Isaiah 14, uh, Revelation 12, 7, he's called the dragon. Uh, Revelation 20, 10, he's called the deceiver. And so, understand, we, we face a great giant today. And so David carried five stones into this battle. Revelation 12, 7 gives us just a little indication of what kind of an enemy we really, really have. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not, neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Jude 1 tells us that Michael the archangel went contending with the devil. He disputed about the body of Moses. He wanted that body. Does not bring again him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. So number one, the size of the giant. We face a giant today. Amen? I'm not talking about a bunch of spooky junk. That just assures there's a God in heaven. My Savior, hope is yours. There's a devil in hell, and we have an enemy. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So the size of the giant. Number two, the supply to defeat giants. David took five stones to fight Goliath. And again, I ask you a question. How many would you take to fight Satan? Well, my answer is all I can carry. All I can carry. Now, I need you to give me a very special attention here or... Well, I'm going to be misunderstood. And I don't want to be misunderstood, but I do want you to get the principle that I want to share. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 12 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. I believe one of the greatest divisive things Satan has done to, the, to Christianity. Can you just a little bit, can we just take denominations out of the pictures and for a little bit just talk about Christians, say born again believers? He's done something that has brought probably more destruction to the kingdom of God than anything else. And that is, He's divided us. Let me ask you a question. Can a choir of five sing better than a choir of 50? Can the pastor praying on Saturday evening better than 17 here last night praying? Can, have you ever thought about Stay with me now. Please don't boo me. I'm not bashing small churches. I'm really not. I'm really not. But would you, would you just stay with me for a little bit? Let's just stay in our, in our circle. Let's just say a church runs 200 people. And the devil gets in the middle of it and divides it. And it splits three ways. And you got you got probably... Well, 65, 70 people here, and 65, 70 people here, 65 and 70 
75 people, 75, 70 people here. 65, 70 people here. Divide three ways. Amen. Now, where before you had one lot bill to pay, now you got three lot bills to pay. Here you got one church build, uh, uh, building to pay for, but now where you're renting or buying a building, you got three to pay for. There's three water bills instead of one water bill. And what that does, you say, but preacher, how does that affect the cause of Christ? Well, it keeps the gospel from going out because you're having to pay the bills. And the reality is in the, there's, there's three pastors you're caring for and there's three congregations. And, and one of the things that I believe that he has so done, as a matter of fact, and one of the reasons the early church gave Satan such a fit. In Acts 2, 41, And then they gladly received his word, were baptized. In the same day, there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. Verse 47, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And so, we find that Satan comes along, and begins to divide us. And people say, well, you know, I don't like a big church. I like folks being saved. I know in Christ. I'm willing to let aside a whole lot of things I may not like if Jesus saves. Amen. Would you agree with me? It looked a whole lot better of what to have 16, 17 kids up here than having three kids up here. Nothing wrong with the three kids. Please don't boo me out. I'm not nothing wrong with the three kids. But I'm simply saying it's a whole lot better to have. And so Satan comes along. And so I believe one of the reasons that uh, David put five stones in there was a supply to defeat the giant. And what Satan has done, he's so divided us that, we, that he gets victory after victory after victory. And, uh, and it shouldn't be there. A church that supports five missionaries versus a church with faith promise that supports 25. One pastor goes out visiting or witnessing versus 10 or 15 going out. So you see, um, my goodness, the proverb writer said, where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. Amen. Number three. Now, I love this one. The size of the giants, the supply to defeat the giants, but then something else, the surety of the glory. And if listing in verse 41 came on and drew near unto David, and David and the men that bowed the shield went before him, and when if listing looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy, and a fair countenance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog? Thou comest to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, little g gods. And the Bible says, verse number 48, He came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the, uh, uh, the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his back and took thence a stone and slung it 
had smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Now here's the question that I need an answer for. Which stone did he use? Did he use the first one he put in the bag? The second one? The third one? The fourth one? Or the fifth one? Which stone did he use? Well, I doubt very seriously if David knew which stone he used to take out Goliath. So, Ben's, we don't know which stone God used. I guess we're going to have to give God the glory. I guess we'll just have to give, give all the glory to God. How many times have you brought something to this altar and asked God to move in him? And you ask others to help you pray. Can I ask you a question? Whose prayer did God answer? Well, I'm sure he answered mine. I had to request. How do you know? How do you know which prayer God answered? Whose prayer God answered? I'm be honest with you. I would just about soon have anyone of these kids praying for me as I would any adult. You say, why? They just believe God. They, 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 they learn to fear and have doubt. I love this. We support Tri-State Children's Home, and uh, they were needing some, some, uh, some stuff, and and um, they needed a shoestring, and uh, so they this this little girl, the the lady told this little girl there in the school. She said, well, "Won't you just pray and ask God to?" Send you a shoestring. And she said, I'm going to do with that. I'm just going to do it. And, and while I'm at it, I'm going to ask God to give me a baby doll. And now the dear lady that runs that, she said, well, I got a little worried. Maybe a shoestring, but a baby doll. But she said, well, if I can believe God for a shoestring, I can believe God for a baby doll. And so sure enough, they got a call in a couple of weeks, and the man said, I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm going to bring up to you. And, and so they, they backed it and unloaded the boxes and they started unboxing everything and all the kids was excited. And right in the bottom of that box was a single shoestring and a baby doll. A single shoestring, one shoestring and a baby doll in the bottom and the older lady looked at me and she said, man, what a blessing. She said, she just praised God. And the little girl said, why are you praising God for? I knew he would do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. You see, I'm amazed people come by and say, preacher, I, I, I want you, uh, I, I want to do something for God. And, uh, and I want to be busy doing something for God. Well, I wonder, how much do you really want to do? I mean, right now we got openings. We, we got grass moors, yard keepers. Right now we got openings for church cleaners. Right now we got room in the choir. Right now we, we need some help. The, uh, we need uh, 
those who will get on board with the faith promise mission, so we take on more missionaries. Oh, I, I tell you right now, don't miss this. We, we have plenty of room on Saturday evenings at 6 o'clock and pray. We, we had 17 last night, but we got plenty. We got a big, we, we handle, we, we double that number to have room for you to come and pray. We room. We use you. Right now, we, we've got room for witnessing. Oh, you say, but hold on, that ain't what I had in mind. Only one, only one of them smooth stones took out Goliath. But I praise God for the four in the bag that I want you to know. They said, I tell you, I'm a candidate to whip John. Says, anytime you need me, I'm here waiting. Just anytime you want to use me, I'm here. They wasn't used, but they were there. They were in the bag. Oh, I want you to know, surety of the glory. God comes and God does things all the time. We have no idea. We have no idea. I appreciate all the folks in Sunday school classes that give uh, uh, into the to the bus ministry and, and, and our patch club and, and, and Lord have mercy we, we, couldn't, we couldn't run these without it I'm so thankful for that but you don't know maybe God says that that little woman that gave that three dollars that might have been that, that, that half a cent that woman brought to Jesus Jesus stopped the whole show he said hey boys pay attention pay attention They've all given out their increase, but she gave all she had. And the God of heaven took notice of that over the other. Isn't that something? So, the surety of the glory. Not only that, the stones fulfilled their purpose. Luke 19, 40 says, He answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. First Peter 2.5 says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. It was for no other decision which stones would be used to take down the giant. It was simply their job to be ready for David to pick them up. And put them in the bag. God chose to use only one. Praise God for the other four. Praise God. That they, they, they can't go back to the other stones and say, Man, I took out a job today. They can't run back to the, to the river and say, Listen, I want you to know, I hit him right dead, sin of his head, knocked him out cold. The other four cannot say that. I am more convinced than I have ever been in my entire life that the greatest Christians, the greatest Christians, the greatest Christians are those just like them stones. They're in the back. You never see them. They never make, make headlines. They, they never, they never, uh, they, they never want attention. 
I, I don't know if he ever got them bibles. I don't know when he got the four stones out. I don't know when he got them out. But I know this. I know this. They was important. And they was ready to be used because they were just ready to be used. Just in the bag. No fanfare. I think the greatest prayers are those that pray for this preacher and this ministry that we may never know nothing about. Every so often I get word that some of our ladies, their health's not the best, but they go visiting folks in the hospital. They go see people. I'll go see them and they'll, they'll say, you know, oh, so-and-so come by. Man, what a blessing that was. You know what they're saying? I'm just one of them stones and I just want to be used any way God wants to, to use it. Number five, and last of all, don't miss this. This is probably the biggest reason he had five stones. Because he wanted to put five stones in the back. That's it. David believed five's all he needed. You say, why didn't he put ten in? Because he didn't think he needed them. I mean, he put five. I don't, I don't think he went down there. I believe he went. He knew he was going in the name of Jesus. And I believe he picked five stones just because he wanted five stones. Can I help you here tonight? God chooses to use us just because he wants to. There's nothing about God, us meriting God using us. Sometimes, and I, I, I hear this all the time, I was thinking about a young man this week, and, and I've been trying to help him, but he's searching. He's searching. He's always looking. He's always searching. He's always searching for something. And you know what he's doing? He's going from river to river to river to river trying to find a place that maybe God, that, 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 a, that, that a David would pick him up and put him in the bag. And he's going from river to river to river. He's just, he's just everywhere off the map. You know why? Because he can't just be content to be in place, committed to a place, and just be there when God sees fit to say, man, I got a job to whoop. Wow, you look like your work. And God reaches down and puts you in His bag to be used. There's no real merit to any... You know, oh, would you get this? God has never needed our ability. Never. You know what He said? He said, if you won't praise me, He said, I'll get the rocks to praise in me. Ain't no rock going to praise God for me, amen. I'll do my own praising. No rock, God ever saved no rock. He saved me, amen. And I'm going to praise Him. And so, God said, and so just be in, they were in place. And they were just there. But they wasn't just sitting there. There's a little statement made about them that we overlook. Notice what the Bible says. And the Bible says they was on rough stones. I don't say that. What's it say? They were what kind of stones? Smooth. smooth. Now you know how you get smooth stones? The water 
is rushing over them. And that water, and that water, now water in the Bible, standing water is the Word of God. Rushing water is the Holy Spirit of God. And what forms that smooth stone is being in place and the Holy Ghost of God moving over top of it and are knocking off all them old rough edges. You know why they want a smooth stone? It goes faster in the air. It's easier to swing. It's easier to use when the Holy Ghost of God moves all them old rough edges there is in our lives. But you've got to be in place to do that. I like this. David knew where to go find them. And David didn't have to go hunting where they're at. He knew where to go find them. And if we're in our place doing what we're supposed to do and letting the water of the Holy Ghost of God just smooth us up, one day God just may reach down and choose to put us in His back. I don't know which stone killed the giant. I don't know. But there wasn't but one. But I'll tell you this much. David never made light of the other four that he had in his back. Here tonight, that's the reason I believe David had five stones. 1 Samuel 30, 24. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is to goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that teareth by the stuff, and they shall part alike. Can I say this? I don't know how you would look at this. Someone say, man, if there's going to be a reward, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, oh, uh, the, the stone that knocked out Goliath gets a better reward. No, no, no. The one in the back is going to be rewarded as equally as one that's put in a sling and took out a giant. Amen. And by the way, folks, we got some giants today. Let's all stand to our feet, every head bowed, and every eye closed.